0: Welcome to another special edition of the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast, a weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Kate Estes, one of the pastors on staff. Covenant Presbyterian Church is an open and affirming congregation. Our primary mission is to equip God's people to serve Christ in the world. In our messages, we hope that you will find inspiration, encouragement, and even challenge for your journey of faith. We invite you to listen with us now. When last there were parishioners in these pews, Katie and Richard were your pastors, and you, like churchgoers everywhere, including me, took church life pretty much for granted. With a portion of Covenant's congregation now returning to this sanctuary, we do not want to return to that complacency we are unexpectedly in an extraordinary time of new opportunity. And so we will spend the next few Sundays exploring the very beginning of the Christian church and pondering how our time of reopening can be a fresh and powerful beginning for covenant as well. We start with Ascension Day, the day that both our readings describe, the day when Jesus ascended into heaven. I know you heard the overlap between Lauren's reading and the book of Acts that I read. It's more than a last time on Bridgerton sort of reminder, isn't it? Instead, the emphasis is that the church was established not by people, but by God. And the church's reason for existence is to be a tool by which God continues God's mission on earth. I want to say that again. The church's reason for existence is to be a tool by which God continues God's ongoing mission on earth. Ascension Day marks the transition from the work of the earthly Jesus to the work of the earthly church. And how? Does this God established, God launched, God blessed church begin? With an interim! (laughs) Not an interim pastor, but an interim time. And we know that it's an interim. Because Jesus says to the disciples, the timing of all this is in God's hands. You simply don't get to know that. But, Jesus continues, but you, and here Jesus uses the ancient Greek y'all, y'all will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and y'all will be my witnesses. And with that, Jesus ascended from his disciples lifting his hands to bless them as they stood there watching their leader leave. And thus the first church interim began. Now, as with any analogy, especially one having to do with the mystery that is God, we've got to be careful not to push this too far. Richard and Katie are both faithful leaders, but they are not the risen Lord. And Kate and I are certainly not the Holy Spirit, although we do seek to be spirit-led. And the next pastor of Covenant Presbyterian will undoubtedly be a wonderful spiritual leader, but they will not be Jesus returned in glory. But you, church, you literally are faithful disciples who've experienced the departure of a leader and a major shift in your church life, and are now wondering, What's gonna happen? Much as those first disciples did, Lord, is this the time? The point of the Ascension story is how God wants disciples then and now to spend the precious time of the interim. Three key aspects of this time are mentioned in both of today's texts. First, the disciples are a community the y'all that Jesus addresses. Second, the disciples receive the power of God's Holy Spirit. And third, the disciples serve as active witnesses to the work of the Messiah. Now, I don't know about Kate, but that is not exactly how it was put in my interim training, and so I want to explore this with you now. First key aspect, the interim is a time for community. And so I rejoice <laughs> that we are now able to gather in person. Many of y'all have been eager for this, and thanks be to God that it does matter to you. I've also been eager to this for this because I need to get some sense of how you function as a community. Those first disciples, men and women, named or anonymously faithful, Those disciples worked together in Christ's name. And we have to do that, too. Jesus knew what he was doing when he chose to gather disciples into a community so that when he ascended from that community, they would have one another. I hear that community is a strong point of the covenant congregation. Jesus also promised the Holy Spirit to his community because it is the power of the Holy Spirit that it empowers any community to do the work of Jesus. Not only do we accompany one another, but the Holy Spirit also accompanies us. Thanks be to God. But I wonder if we actually expect that. This second key aspect Do we honestly expect the Spirit? Do we live an expectant faith? The text says that the disciples gathered in their upper room with great expectations, anticipating what God would do to them, pour out God's Spirit, and then do through them, enable them to be God's witnesses to the world are we living like that? Are you? Have you been eagerly awaiting nothing more than getting back into your pew, or are you expectantly awaiting God's Holy Spirit? Each Sunday, before the reading of Scripture, we pray a prayer for illumination. Now, notice that it's not a prayer of illumination. We pray prayers of thanksgiving because we have thanksgiving to offer God, and we pray prayers of confession because we have confession to offer God, but we have no illumination to offer God. (laughs) Instead, we pray for God's illumination to illuminate our receiving of God's Word. So, when we pray that prayer for illumination, do you, expect God's Spirit to speak to you through the reading and the preaching? Or when you pray for this church in this interim time, do you expect God's Spirit to answer with bold visions of the new thing God can do here? In our Acts text, it takes the disciples a while to reach that point. Two strangers actually have to urge them not to just stare into space. But then they do move forward toward the, three, the third key aspect, which is actively being church. Church, I need you to make this interim faithful and fruitful. I need the Holy Spirit, and I need y'all. I need your prayers, not just for me, though Kate and I do need prayer, but this community needs your prayers for this interim time, and we need your money. It's such an earthly concern, but please keep your pledge up to date throughout the year. We need your heart, and we need your mind, and we also need your hands. So if you have not been serving in some significant way, please do. We are not just to stand staring into space. So if you find yourself gazing into nothingness, if you're just standing there hoping someone is doing what needs to be done for God's ongoing mission in this world, please engage or re-engage or stay engaged. In your prayers, ask, what is our church called to be and do? and then share your ideas with session. And also ask, holy God, what am I called to be and do? Because there is lots to do. Work for justice, pray for peace, feed the hungry, house the homeless, heal the sick, study scripture, proclaim the good news, you know, the work of Jesus the things that Jesus asked us to witness to by continuing. This interim is a time to lean into the Holy Spirit as she empowers us to do these holy tasks. Yet still, the very holiness of this work and the magnitude of all that needs to be done, it could overwhelm us if not for the final images presented by Luke. The gospel offers this as the disciples' last image of their risen Lord. Lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them. Maybe it's that blessing that propels the disciples forward. As the text puts it, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. We can share that joy. In the midst of Jesus' ascension, friends, we catch a glimpse of Jesus' uplifted hands, his wounded human hands. He is not only the one foretold in the Law of Moses, the Prophets, and the Psalms, he is also the one born of Mary. And his mom is named as one of those gathered in that upper room to receive the Holy Spirit and give birth to the church. Jesus is the ascended one who is also one of us. So when we see him ascending into heaven, we know that our humanity has been lifted into the heart of God. Throughout our interim time, we hold on to that. We do so first in community, second, we do so by the grace and power of the Holy Spirit. And third, we do so as active, engaged witnesses to the ongoing work of Jesus Christ. That is how the church serves as a tool by which God continues God's mission on earth. In hopes of sealing this upon us as we move into covenant's new beginning, I'll close with an exercise in faithful imagining. So close your eyes. Go on. Whether you're in person or online, close your eyes. Because I want you to see not me, but the ascending Jesus lifting his hands to bless you, reminding you that you are part of a community, and blessing you, commissioning you as active witnesses who participate in his ongoing work on earth, and blessing you assuring you that the power of the Holy Spirit will be with you in your ministry, and blessing you, blessing you with in-person and online community, blessing you with expectant faith, blessing you with all it takes to make this interim a fruitful, faithful time, blessing you and promising to return. Now open your eyes. It's time to move forward, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast. And please visit our website, covpresatl.org, for more information, as well as our full archive of recorded services to learn more about us and to get in touch with us. We wish you well in these times of upheaval. Grace and peace to you.